Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. It's a financial Friday with Scott. Unfortunately, Scott is not with us, but he promised he'll be back next week. So Garrison Financial is our Friday host. We'll tell you, our sponsor, we'll tell you all about uh, what Scott Garrison can do for you financially uh, through Garrison Financial. As we move along throughout the show, he did want to send uh, his disappointment in you, Jared, uh, for the shot that you took at his Steelers when we were discussing him wearing his Steeler jersey on the Dallas Cowboys golf club. So he just wanted me to make sure that you mm, knew refresh my that memory. he was disappointed in the shot you took what, at the Steelers. What did I say? It was a shot at the Steelers. It's a, well, we'll have to go here, back to the tape. Here's a simple solution. Maybe they should win more. Oh, well, that's probably another shot. He may be disappointed <laughs> again uh, with Jared's content. Uh, uh, I'm sure to he took it uh, in stride. He seems like that kind of guy. He just like he just told me. He some some to, people to sure. some people just can't can't take it like he can. That's why I said it. Oh, okay. See, he's a. I I can just tell. I he's can't a decide kind of, if you're digging out of a hole or digging a deeper no, one. No, I just there's other other uh, uh, comments I've made of other people's <laughs> teams, and they just go, oh, they're still still hurt about it yeah, to it this turns day. Out, it turns out he can't take it very well because he says, and now I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I'm sorry, Scott. See, that's I'm all. Sorry. That's all we needed from at the very first was just a simple "I'm sorry, Scott." And we could have oh, moved on okay. instead. You made it worse. Well, I'm going to have to apologize a lot because I got a lot of opinions about other teams too coming up in the show. I guess we will find out. Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. Now, see, now you're you're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. College football weekend <laughs> coming up. We'll talk about the Big Twelve games, uh, pick winners, and all those. What happened last night? Tua did he hurt his back again? Oh, no, uh, I think it's another concussion. Yeah. Second and fifth days. Um, and five days. We've got Dennis Smith coming up on the show. Uh, he's the longtime voice of the Clinton Red Tornadoes. Of course, the Elks and the Reds get together tonight in Big Elk Stadium. Uh, we'll get his perspective on uh, how Clinton season's going, preview what to look for tonight uh, from the Red Tornadoes. Also, uh, everything else around 4A1, District A1. 
and high school softball, fall baseball results from yesterday and what will be going on today as teams in Class A and B try to make their way into the state tournament in fast pitch and fall baseball. So that's kind of what's on tap for the show today. Get involved. 225-9698. That is the phone or the text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the Paragon Communications app. The app's got it all. Three radio stations. Penny News, Big Elk TV, and Paragon TV. Big Elk TV will have the Elks and Clinton tonight. Paragon TV, Merritt versus Texoma. It's homecoming out at Merritt. Mass band night here at Elk City. You know where you you know where you need to go if you're not going to the to the games. If you're not going to the stadiums, Jared, do you know where you got to go? Yes, I do. Pedro's, Pedro's Mexican Grill, the official watch party headquarters of Big Elk TV and Paragon TV. Head on down to Pedro's, get you a good meal, be able to watch some good high school football on the big screens there at Pedro's. Also, Skinny on Sports podcast is uh, available if you miss the shows, uh, our shows entirely. You can go back and see what we had to say on iTunes or KADSAM.com. Good morning, Jared. How are you? I am just fine. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. Well. I'm very excited for tonight. Um, yeah, already- this is uh, my my favorite and my, my most dreaded game of the year. Because you're not, not be- on the Elk City broadcast yet rooting for Clinton? Well, because all my Clinton uh, buddies, it's, I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even eight o'clock and I started getting text talking trash. <clears throat> just, just Why are they talking smack. trash to you? Because they know my where I grew up and where I'm at now, and they just they just think it's funny. They just think it's funny. Seems like they ought to have something better to do. <laughs> it's like they set an alarm. Like at he eight in the morning. I, really, is one guy. He couldn't wait. He couldn't was wait. Was his name Josh? No. Oh, okay. No, he's good about it. He's good about it. Not, but uh, <laughs> I've noticed that's been a reoccurring theme every time these two teams match up. At least for me personally, they just boom come at me. So, come anyways, at me, bro. Come at me, bro. How are you? Nice. I ran into Coach Maynard just a little bit ago. Yeah, uh, he, he seems excited. Already headed to the field house. I wonder if they got a. Little, there's no school, so I wonder if they got a little walk through this morning. Yeah, or I wonder about. Th- I was wondering about that. <clears throat> we didn't even ask him about if the no school thing makes him worry. You know, kind of a, a routine guy. You know, coaches typically coaches are routine guys. You know, I was worried about that about the bye week. Now, no school today. Parent teacher conference, all that stuff. Maybe, made me wonder. But at least it's not a road game, so. You don't have to worry about that, getting out of a routine. Here's what's bad. I didn't even think about there not being school. Yeah? I've got a kid that's not there today. <laughs> Did you pull up and kick him out without looking? And- nah. Yeah, I drove him through the park, and I was like, all right, buddy, have fun. And he had a scared look on his face going, uh, Aaron, nobody else is here. Oh, well. He's standing there. What a, a surprise. And a leaf blows by. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody there. Head down. Sad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that'd be a that'd be a bad dad moment to admit. <laughs> I forgot there was no school and I got him up and got him ready. <laughs> even worse, even worse would be the fact that he wasn't at home. <laughs> now leave him back at home. Should he be at school? Should he not? I have oh, no boy. idea. No idea what's going on. Should now where's Sarah? Are they up in Hooker? Yes. Okay. Because very rarely do the do the planets align and all three Beckham County football That's playing right. schools play at the same time at home. But tonight should be busy in Oak City. You mentioned Pedro's. 
that should be that's pretty cool and yeah of course, you know homecoming and merit and the mass band here it's going to be busy time busy fun time in elk city yeah we got uh so 4a1 last night cash played you see how they got yeah. beat oh man yeah Southeast. well I, I tried to see i mean the camera work was a little well iffy. listen we you got shooting, the gist shooting through a window <laughs> southeast uh basically a hell mary to win the game yeah. over cash 36 31 of course the elks and clinton weatherford will host woodward tonight also chickasha welcomes john marshall that's 4a1 down in class a district one we mentioned merit Hosting Texoma for homecoming. Burns Flat Deal City's at home against Moreland. Fairview travels to Thomas, and then Hooker is at home against Sayre. So Sayre makes the trek up to uh, the Oklahoma Panhandle to play Hooker. Any, uh, I'm interested to see because one of Weatherford and Woodward, that, that's kind of the desperation game in Class uh, 4A District 1. One of those teams, both, both of them desperate for a win. Woodward yet to tally so far this year in their uh, first season back into 4A. Uh, Weatherford, you know, one one of these two teams is going to be way behind the eight ball come tonight uh, with a loss. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier this week. That's kind of a desperation game. And usually those can turn into some fun games too. Um, homecoming at Weatherford, uh, you know, they're going to be ramped up to win that game. Woodward, again, desperate to win a game when some publications had him picked, what, second in this district? Uh, and if, you're right. If they lose this one, they're, they're they got a long ways to go. So I, I lean Weatherford in this one. I think Weatherford has more skill position talent than Woodward. But um, you never know. Two desperate teams going at it. Um, you never know. And then, of course, Chicky Shade, John Marshall, you'd think the Chicks would be uh, have a chance to be the district leader at the end of night, especially mm-hmm. if the Elks can beat Clinton. They will be, uh, more than likely, if they can knock off John Marshall. Uh, down in A1, it, it, to me, the game of the night appears to be Burns Flat Dill City versus Moreland. Uh, the Eagles have been rolling so far, coming off a 20 nothing shutout of Texoma last week. Uh, Moreland got the better of Merritt, 34-7. So, to me, at least, on paper, that is the uh, the headliner of the night in A1. Yeah, Moreland's losses, I know that they, they got their first win against Merritt in blowout fashion. Their losses, if I'm not mistaken, all one-score games. One games. So, don't think the Bearcats are down just because of their record. So, Burns Flat better be ready <clears throat> For a Bearcat team that they got a lot of tradition behind them, I've always been high on them every year. They better be ready for them when they come into town. B one will start district play next week. As you mentioned, Hollis is off ahead of uh, playing Laverne next week to Sign open me up, up to open up district play. All right, yesterday all across the great state of Oklahoma, high school fast pitch softball and fall baseball regional tournaments were held in Class A and B. Start off with uh, Class A fast pitch. We'll start off with a lot of good news, and then we'll kind of go to some uneven news as we move along here, right? So in Class A fast pitch softball, good news. Arapaho Butler hosted a regional, hosting a regional. They got two easy wins, two shutout wins yesterday, 11 nothing over Ninica, 12 nothing against Hominy. So they are in the catbird seat awaiting the winner of Hominy and Sealing. And whoever wins that will have to beat them twice. Canute in the same boat. Trojanettes with identical 13-0 wins. One over Rush Springs, one over Tushka. They will play the Navajo-Tushka winner. Have to get beat twice in order not to make the state tournament. Uh, Navajo beat Rush Springs 12-1 to get into that game after falling to Tushka in game one, 7-5 yesterday. So it's Navajo and Tushka. The winner has to beat Canute twice. Same thing for Shattuck. Uh, Shattuck wins 12-0 over Garber, 6-0 against Moreland. 
So Moreland will play Wacomas, who defeated Garber. So the winner of that will have to beat Shattuck twice. Uh, Hollis is out in fast pitch softball. They got beat 7-1 by Worcester and 5-3 against Van Oss. So the Lady Tigers are out on the text line. Yes, Hollis is still undefeated uh, in football. Then Hydra Weekly, uh, they beat Wilson 2-0, lost to Sterling 11-8. Hydra Weekly will play Bingaroni, and the winner of that has to beat Sterling twice in order to advance to the Class A fast-pitch softball state tournament. Let's go down to Class B in fast-pitch softball. Uh, Sentinel knocked off Temple 6-4. They lost to Turner, number one Turner, 6-1. So Sentinel will play Thackerville. The winner of that will have to beat Turner twice to get into the Class B state tournament in fast-pitch softball. Lakeba Sickles is in the catbird seat of their regional. They beat Visai 3-1, Arnett 3-2. I know Arnett beat Leedy, Visai beat Leedy. Uh, so Leedy's out. Visai and Arnett will play. The winner of that one gets Lakeba Sickles, and they'll have to, uh, have to beat them twice. Mountain View Godibo beat Hammond 5-1, then lost to Tupelo 6 to nothing. I didn't see a Granfield-Hammond score. Did you see one? No, but Hammond won. Hammond did win. Okay, so we got Mountain View, Godibo, and Hammond again. Winner of that has to beat Tupelo twice down in Tupelo. Yeah, I was looking for that uh, Granfield-Hammond score, but I never could find Had it. Had it on, then uh, 5 o'clock came and I left. And But I knew a uh, buddy of mine, he okay. texted out or uh, put it on Facebook. So, yeah, they, they won, so they get that So it's Mountain View and Hammond. Yep. Winner plays uh, Tupelo, has to beat him twice. Then let's go to f- uh, fall baseball in Class A. Uh, the Trojans of Canute just hammered down on uh, Wright City in game one, 25 to 10. Uh, I saw different scores. I saw seven to four, but was it 13 to four, Worcester? 13 to four? I think it was. Okay. They I, got up on him. Canute got up on him, put a two yeah, spot two on him in a hurry. Right. And then, and then um, I think pitching broke down and, and Worcester took advantage. Yeah, it was two so. nothing top of the second, but then Worcester put seven on the board in the bottom of the second. 13 to four. Okay. So Canute got it to seven to four, but then they scored, Worcester scored more runs. So 13 to four. Worcester over Canute. Worcester is in the state tournament. Now Canute awaits the winner of this afternoon's game between Red Oak and Wright City. And if the Trojans can win that game, they are also into the Class A fall baseball state tournament. So still a really good spot for Canute, uh, especially judging off the win they had over Wright City yesterday. Um, and the Red Oak-Wright City winner will have to beat them. Leedy was beaten by Kiowa 8 to nothing. Uh, they will play Lakeba Sickles. And then the winner of that will get Kiowa again. It's Kiowa was beaten by da, 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 da. Was it Fort Cobb? Yeah, Fort Cobb. So Fort Cobb Broxton's into the Class B state tournament. Kiowa awaits the winner of t- this afternoon's Leedy Lakeba Sickles game to try to get to the state tournament. Then also Granite is down at number one Roth. They beat Buffalo City, uh, Buffalo Valley, excuse me, 10 to 6. We're knocked off by Roth, 14-1, to so Roth's in the state tournament, but Granite's in a good spot. They await the Buffalo Valley-Asher winner. Just win one game, and Granite, the Panthers, will be in the Class B state tournament. So that's kind of a rundown of where everything is, fall baseball, fast-pitch softball. I wouldn't say there's a ton of, of surprises in there, uh, but especially that Class A fast-pitch, man, you look at who's still alive and – Really good spots. Western Oklahoma ought to have almost half the field uh, when they get up there uh, to the fast pitch tournament uh, coming up here next week. Yeah, protecting their home home dirt. I like it. I was at the second Canute game last night, and um, they just got things rolling and never looked back. Uh, 
Gillette has a way of doing that, uh, whether he's coaching baseball or softball, of, of getting them peaking at the right time. If you look at their scores, that's happening. Same thing with Rappo. Shattuck's always been there. Uh, that's that's neat. I can't. I, I hope after today, those uh, all three of those teams move on and, and we get good representation uh, heading off, um, to, uh, what is it, Hall of Fame Stadium uh, next week. There's Billy. Surprised it took this long. For Billy to start texting us tonight's the night. It is, you know what? It's going to be fun. Um, <clears throat> I'm anxious to see uh, where these two teams stack up. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's a lot of uh, pluses for both teams that, like, the stuff that works for both teams that will go up against each other. If that makes sense. It, it, and I'm anxious to see what what moves. You know what what gives. I'm thinking. Elks run defense, Clinton's run offense. What's that going to look like versus each other? Uh, stuff like that. I'm, I'm really anxious. Really anxious. Yes, that's true, Sam Green. 182 pitches. There were – that game, I was told, because uh, going back – shifting back to softball for our listeners uh, to, at the Canute Regional. Tushka Navajo played in that second matchup. Game started at – was it two? It didn't end, did not end till about 435, 440. It's a long game for softball. I thought, okay, that was extra innings, right? <clears throat> no, it wasn't. There were a lot of foul balls. And, yes, that, that, that pitcher went, what was it, 180-plus. And then they threw her against Canute. And, again, Canute took it. I mean, they attacked her early. They knocked her out in the first inning. She just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was crazy because uh, while I was told my dad was there, our field reporter, <laughs> he, he said they were so ahead of her and they kept fouling off to the left side over and over and over. That's why it took the game so long. But yeah, 180 some pitches, crazy stuff. Well, thank goodness that's softball and not somebody doing that to a kid throwing baseball overhand. I think <clears throat> if it was my kid, if. I think a parent would go out there and yank him off the mound. You'd like to a, think so. You would think so. I don't think a coach would ever do that. You'd like to think so. Softball, also, they can go. That's all. That's all. Twelve-year-old throw ninety-eight pitches. About sixty percent of them were curveballs this summer. So I wouldn't uh, jump out there with parents having the best interest in their kids just right off the bat. Uh, but you would like to think double that up, then somebody would go out there and be like, "Hey, enough's enough." Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on curveballs and twelve-year-olds, man. Anyways. Yeah, but shift it back to football tonight. Oh, question. Yes, I do know. Uh, I know Clinton plays Saturday. Asking question the on the table is the by district playoff. Right. Uh, Clinton goes to class and on Saturday. I'm not 100% about Cash and Ada, uh, but I do know that Clinton is playing on Saturday. Yeah, three game class series. Yeah. Yes, best two best, out of three. Best of three. Yeah. That's best two right. out of three. Okay. Are you going to let your tornado colors fly? No, dude. Billy's wanting you to. <laughs> I love Billy. He's, he's a. You know what I like about Billy? He's, Let me guess he's nothing. proud of his red tornadoes, and he uh, he's not ashamed of it. And he has a lot of respect for the, the opponent, especially us too, right? He's a great listener to the show. Oh, no doubt. We love Billy. Yeah. And you know what? You know my favorite thing about Billy? He knows the good eating spots around Western. That's Oklahoma. true. That's true. We usually refer. If you're going to him. down, if you're ever going down to Altus, just give Billy Goodwin a call, and he'll tell you exactly where to go. And he is right on the money. If, trust me. And I guess Billy is late tuning into the show. I, I said it went earlier was that this day, I, I I hate it and I love it. I love the the potential matchup and the potential the potential of a great game tonight. And you know to be 
in front of it all, people don't know I graduated from Clinton, but I work here in Oak City. I've I've been a part of this community for a long time now, and so my my Clinton fans, my Clinton friends have been. They wait for this day. They mark it on their calendar. I think they set alarms, and they immediately start texting me and poking me. I guess Billy included now. Can you, um, <clears throat> since we're you know since we're being you're getting it out there and being being honest with folks about what's going on, can you tell us what your uh, login password is to the Clinton Daily News? Now you know it. <laughs> But that was not in reference to. <laughs> oh, it's not. Clinton. Oh, it's it was, OU, it isn't it? OU oh, never mind. Dang it! I thought I had you for just a second. I thought I had you. I didn't. I never occurred to me. Yeah. OU. Because they did win that year, didn't they? Of course. The Red Tornadoes. I'm talking about. Yeah, they won a lot back then. Well, that's true. But no, that that was an OU thing. <sighs> I don't need to change my password. People are going to figure this one out. <laughs> well. <laughs> But they don't know the first part. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, look at it. You know, sometimes I was at the game as a great website for historical reference. Right. Sometimes it just doesn't have all the information. <clears throat> right. Which is unfortunate. Well, I mean, give them it, credit. They put a lot of information. Oh, yeah, they so do. if they don't have Well, they just I was looking at the, I was going to look up the series. <clears throat> The 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 series head to head right overall record and they've only got twenty eight games oh well that's not right yeah nineteen fifty seven and then it goes all the way to nineteen ninety eight well they've played a few times between <clears throat> uh, about every year I'm sure <laughs> yeah. twice in ninety seven I can tell you yeah maybe maybe whoever runs this website is an Elk City person because they started a good year for the Elks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> probably. Anyhow, yeah. So, what do you think? You gonna give us any leanings? You gonna herb street this deal? What do you? No, no. I, I, we're, I, we're we're in the booth. We can't. We can't pick. I do it, think right? it's strength on strength. I, I it's it's That's amazing the mirror. For. Yeah. Because I, I think if if I'm the defense coordinator for Elk City, my number one goal is to stop fifteen. Be Trey Bennett, the fullback. It feels like everything kind of goes off of him, right? He he carried them last player. week. Yeah, he rushed over 100 yeah. yards last week. He carried in the, that most of that in the second half. Yeah, he he's he's just kind of that. Every everyone's so focused on the speed and of the the sweep and the tailbacks and all that. If even if you look back at last year, the Elks did a pretty good job in in both games. Really, him and in you know Jones and and Seabolt, but Bennett and right up the middle with obviously Powell as well. Those were the plays that the Elks kind of had a little bit of trouble with, and vice versa. If you're talking about stopping Elk City's offense, obviously it starts with figuring out a way to slow down um, Levy Owens, uh, the fullback, and everything mm-hmm. kind of branches. It. So it's interesting how it kind of everything kind of yeah. branches out off of fullback run being a thing, the fullback blast right up the middle. Listen, stamina is going to be a thing. Um, who's not going to you know? Because I, I I pinpointed it. I pointed it out against Canadian. Elk City's game plan, and they and I think they did wear out Canadian up front, and they were finally you're able to see some success moving the football on the ground, uh, up the middle, especially you mentioned Levy, um, so that's the thing for I want to see that you know you know how the conditioning and stamina and the question posed to us was you know does the bye week help or hurt Elk City and again I'm a routine guy I and I worry about that about routine but what coach told us on Wednesday was that you know. The, 
100% healthy, should look like everybody. And maybe they took advantage of that bye week of getting healthy. And um, and I'm sure there was still a routine set during that bye week, maybe even a, a light walkthrough on Friday. I, we didn't ask. but Well, it sounded like they went hard in the middle of last week. Well, good. So to answer that question, I don't think it hurts them. I think it just they just took advantage and to get healthy and, and still uh, now you got you know you had two weeks to prepare for this Clinton team. But on the other side, what you've seen on film and I've seen too is Clinton's hard to prepare for because the personnel sets are changing week in and week out. It's like they're still trying to figure out where they want to place guys. <clears throat> yeah, four guys, only four returners uh, off of last year's team on both sides of the ball, and it did. And it, it seems like they've they've had a, they've had a little bit of injury. And then also kind of shuffling guys around to okay, where mm-hmm. where does this person fit the best? Um, it, yeah, it's it's really interesting uh, to watch kind of the evolution of of the personnel that Clinton's had out there for these first four games. You know, you, you figure the district game, first district game last week against John Marshall, that'd be kind of where they want to be. But at the same time. You know, is it? Is it, you know, they're, well, they're still after they kinda, started seven to nothing right. to one and a half, maybe they rethink that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it it feels like both personnel wise, Clinton feels a little bit more unsettled in trying to kind of work through the losses of last year. Um, on the on the other side for the Elks, though, it's uh, not only the losses, but then a, a different system that's all that, that's been kind of the the challenge to get humming, especially on the on the offensive side of the ball. Right, it's a, and we've gone all this time, and we'll talk with the dentist coming up next, but um, Barker is a dude. Going to have to watch the speed. And he was out. Uh, golly, did he miss the first two? Kingfisher and McGinnis? Or was he out there for McGinnis? I can't remember. I he can't just remember, the first game. but, man, he made his – He was huge against uh, he was Heritage huge Hall. huge against Heritage Hall. No doubt. You mentioned Dennis Smith, a longtime voice of the Red Tornadoes, coming up next right here on the Skinny on Sports. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Pleased to be joined now by longtime voice of the Clinton Red Tornadoes. It is Mr. Dennis Smith. Dennis, how are you this morning? Hey, great. What's going on, guys? Hey, just looking forward to tonight and seeing kind of uh, what these two teams really are uh, with all the losses off of those teams from last year. Both both teams seem to be kind of unsettled as far as what they uh, want to do personnel-wise. Uh, explain to our listeners over here in Elk City kind of uh, what the Red Tornadoes have done so far in the, in the first four games and what you've seen uh, as they kind of become what they'll be at the end of the year. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been a mixed bag. Uh, 
we do have some returning starters, not a lot. Maybe we've probably affected uh, the worst on offense. Uh, we lost a lot of fine players, the quarterback, of course, the slash linebacker. And, and uh, you know, uh, we, we lost, we did have a, I think we had maybe two offensive linemen returning and a wideout returning that saw considerable time, but, and the fullback. So I guess that's four starters on offense. And everybody else is new, uh, pretty much. Uh, then uh, defensively, we were a little better off. We had uh, so defensive ends returning and uh, uh, two of the three uh, starting linemen, both, uh, one linebacker, and that was it. We lost our whole secondary. So uh, pretty much everyone that played uh, started last year in the secondary. So I think defensively that was a big concern for Coach Higby going into the season. And uh, it kind of caught up with us in our second game against uh, – against um, <laughs> my mind just went blank here, but uh, against the McGinnis. Yeah. Yeah. Against McGinnis, uh, they couldn't run on us. But boy, they they had a receiver that just made us look foolish. And uh, after looking at the tape and and uh, listening to the coach, he said we were probably our own worst enemy. Again, very young in the secondary and made a lot of young mistakes. And uh, uh, you know, I know a lot of work was put into that. And we come back and we beat a pretty good Heritage Hall team pretty handily at their place the following following week. So. Hopefully those things have been corrected. We are still pretty young in the defensive secondary, uh, but uh, that's not a secret to anybody. Anybody that you know to other coaches, they knew they knew who we lost. So uh, I would say offensively, uh, we're very similar to what we did last year. We just don't have the same personnel. We're we're young at running back. Uh, We've had some injuries that hasn't helped. We lost our starting tailback the first game of the season, and he's just now getting back. He's playing some defensively, but it was a hand injury, and he's not able to carry the ball. So I do not expect I, he will play, but I don't think I think he'll only play on defense. Uh, we've also had some linemen issue. Uh, uh, one of the starters that that had played well last year. Uh, had, had developed some problems and that was discovered in the spring, ended up having to have some surgery, and he is just now getting to where he can get back on the field. It was one of those things that nobody knew about, kind of reared its head during the, the short time they have for spring football, and the decision was made that it had to be corrected or it was going to be something that he, you know, was week to week, and so, so he went ahead and opted to have the surgery, and and that's kept him out pretty much the first part, first half of the season. But I don't think by any means is he is he in uh, uh, game shape. Uh, I, I I believe he may actually see some time tonight. It, it was a, a, a young man that kind of came on strong at tight end late last year, and 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 they've got decent size. Uh, he may or may not see some action. He also helped on the defensive line. I will be shocked if he if he plays that much defensively. Now, you know, I'm not the coach, so who knows? <laughs> uh, we've uh, 
we had another young starter on the offensive line that got an injury in the McGinnis game, and, and he's not back yet. So we, between injuries and youth, that's kind of been the tale of the tape. Uh, where uh, the coaches have done a good job getting people lined up to where they need to be, and uh, I think we're. I think if if we improve, like every team hopes they do during the course of the season, I think we'll be be in the mix come the end of the year. But you just don't know. We're still, I mean, we're just getting to the midpoint of the season, and I hate it that this game, considering the abilities of both teams, I hate it that it's that it's game number. Well, let's see. This is game five for us, but we we had an off week a couple weeks ago, and and I understand Elk City was off last week because of the Western Heights situation, and uh, you know it's just been uh, it's been an odd year, but not unusual when you're trying to uh, trying to get young people to play the way you expect them to play. We're hanging out with Dennis Smith, the longtime voice of the Red Tornadoes. It's amazing to me, uh, you know, the, the the game last year at Weatherford was a heck of a game with with senior laden groups. How much these two mirror each other? You know, Bennett, to me, is, is one of the best players that Clinton has, the fullback, defensive end. It feels to – you know, everybody knows the sweep at Clinton and all that. But if, it, to me, if you can stop that, then, you know, that kind of helps you with the sweep, whereas obviously the Elks, it's the same way. 26, Levy Owens for Elk City is what gets everything going. It's weird how these two really kind of mirror each other in the way they play, but also in the holes that they're all trying to fill uh, here as we get going and into the middle of the season. Yeah, I, I know Elk City lost a pretty good group last year too, but uh, I'm not surprised that they're they've been playing well. Uh, I fully expected that. Uh, I felt like uh, early on that this, that'd be the two of the teams that have to be considered the front runners for 4A1, and you know, with the changes in the in the district lineup. Uh, you know, I've, I've noticed that a couple of the teams that were in our district are both having pretty good years in the in District 4A2, and at least they're winning a lot of games. And uh, you know, they added a team that, for whatever reason, decided not to play this year. So that 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 makes ever all the uh, you know all of our district lose a district game, and and uh, it's just been an odd situation. This was also the year that. Uh, this is our like our fourth road game in a row, yeah, uh, which just a quirk in the schedule, I guess. Uh, we have played one home game. That was our opening game, and everything else has been on the road. So we've had to become road warriors pretty quickly. It kind of, you know, we kind of showed. McGinnis had the ability, whether it was intentional or not, who knows? But they they probably attacked us in one area that we were not as ready as we thought we were. And again, uh, the next week we look like a completely different team uh, as we had the week before against McGinnis. And, and you know, it's you just hope that your kids are listening and, and uh, paying attention to what the coaches are telling them and, try, you know, the coach is going to try to put them in the best position to make plays. And uh, if, if kids are going to listen, then, then they're, you know, they're going to perform well. And uh, you hope that that's the case. Uh, you hope that the injuries don't slow you down too much. The biggest thing about about uh, our class is depth. Uh, you know, if you have a, a 
key player go down, chances are you it's got just, you know, if he goes down, you know, most of our players, a lot of our players on both of our teams go both ways. And so if you have one go down, well, that's effectively two positions. And then by the time you have to, to, to replace him on offense, replace him on defense, a lot of times it's, it's different players. Are, I mean, you've, you generally you've had to move three or four players around just to account for one injury, and that's. But that's something that Class Four A football, I think, has learned to live with from way back when. Uh, that's, you know, we're not quite big enough to have the the the, the two deep type situation. Uh, we uh, we don't have a lot of players that just go one way. I'm sure each team has some that maybe just play offense and defense, but the majority of them are going to be expected to be counted on heavily both ways. So depth's always an issue, and anytime you have somebody go down, it's, it usually affects not just that one player in one position, but it affects two or three or four different positions. And uh, obviously, if you're trying to put your best 11 on the field, you don't always have them in the right place, so that's, that's always a concern. Hey, Dennis, last year that offense for Clinton it, it started and ended with Caden Powell and he going down I mean he broke a lot of records and a lot of people s- still say he's one of the better best quarterbacks that Clinton's ever seen I think Rodney Skinner might say something different but what, <laughs> what about the kid uh, Cooper Sully uh he's you know the saying is you don't want to replace a legend or a great coach you know you don't want to be the next guy but it, it's the same thing can be said about players too What's your assessment of, of Cooper Soley? How, how has he done so far? Uh, I think he's done very well. Uh, he's uh, he, he's a junior. Uh, he was he was in the backup position last year as a sophomore, and, and he actually started at defensive end and still plays defensive end this year. Uh, Cooper is a smart kid. Uh, he does have some ability. He's not the same type of player as uh, Caden Powell, who you're referring to. You know, Caden, by the time Caden was a senior, he had been a three-year starter, and uh, he improved every year. And I think that'll be the case with Cooper. I think he's only going to get better as the older he gets. Truthfully, Cooper probably throws a better pass than Caden Caden did. Caden had great arm strength. His accuracy was always... I mean, it it would it seemed like it'd go week to week, but fortunately, we we didn't rely on the pass that much. We, it was more the running game, and his strength was 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 the running game. Uh, he is a big kid. He was tough to bring down. It it basically gave us a double fullback. Is what it did. Now Cooper's not that type of kid. He's you know he's five ten, five eleven probably. Uh, doesn't oh I'm guessing he probably weighs around 170 pounds or so, but, uh, you know, he does have some athletic ability. Uh, he does throw a good ball. He is accurate. Uh, if he's got time to throw, he's more time. He's going to be, he's going to put it on the money. Uh, that's always a concern is to give him, uh, give, you know, give your quarterback time. He's probably going to be more of the drop back play action type passer. Uh, not to say that we don't, use a rollout some we do but uh i think his strength is being able to sit in the pocket and 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 check his reads and and if he's got the time he's more than likely the ball's going to go to the right place he is a blessed he's got a couple of kids that have shown great ability to catch the ball Uh, 
Uh, one of them is uh, the Barker kid who came on last year as a as a sophomore and had a really good run there, especially late in the season. And and, uh, and then uh, Javion Hill, who also who is a senior, you know, a, a three-year starter at, on defense and and uh, showed some things, gave us an element last year at the wideout position that uh, he's got good hands and, and he's he'll fight for the ball. He'll go up and fight. And more times than not, at least this year so far, uh, he's come down the winner. Uh, if he gets in a jump ball situation, he's got that ability to, you know, get up, get up high, and and he it's it's going to be a battle to see who comes down with it. And so far, he's won most of the time. Uh, so that's kind of been a plus for him. Uh, we've got a couple of other young men that are, have shown some flashes of brilliance. Uh, uh, we got a whiteout named Fancher that has shown that he has some ability. He's got some good speed. He just hadn't played much. He didn't play last year, but he decided to come back out this year. He played in the past. I have no idea why he didn't play last year and then decided he's got decent size for a whiteout. And, and I think his biggest issue is just experience. Uh, he does have some athletic ability and he's given us another option at wide receiver. And he's made a couple of key catches in a couple of games and, so you know we've kind of got uh, some ex- some age and experience at receiver that we and we've got some others. Uh, we've got a couple of young ones that I think potentially will be very good down the road, uh, but uh, they're pretty young and they've got some guys ahead of them that's pretty pretty good. Um, the uh, the one thing on the line is we've got our center back. Uh, he played very well last year and has done the same thing this year. And uh, that's kind of anchored our offensive line a little bit, even though we've had to kind of scramble to get some other players in to play, play some of the other positions uh, because of injuries. Uh, he's He's been that consistent. He's a smart kid, and he, and more times than not, he, he gives the right, you know, he makes a lot of the calls on the blocking assignments depending on what the defense is doing when they come to the line of scrimmage, and he, he fits that mold very well. Uh, he kind of got thrust into the center position because of injury last year, and, and uh, it turned out to be a good move for him and us. And, and he's back, and that's that's been a big plus for us. I'm talking about Matthew Wynn, and he is a senior this year. And so that's been the one thing that's been a big plus for the offensive line. You know, Coach Higby, what, is this his fifth year? Uh, as fifth year. Fifth year, that's what I thought, at the, the helm of Clinton. The one thing that I've noticed from over here is that every single team that he's had has gotten better and better and better and better throughout the year. What does this one have to do to continue that trend as we move through the district schedule and then, of course, on into what uh, the Red Tornadoes hope to be is a long playoff run? Well, I think the first one is stay healthy. Uh, That's been the biggest issue for us early on is not getting the players that we believe should be on the field, not being able to get them on the field because of nagging injuries. Uh, there hasn't been any year-ending injuries, thank goodness, and well, you always hope you can stay away from them, but, you know, a, a hand injury or or a foot injury or something, a sprain, whatever the case may be, are always problematic. It's, it doesn't ruin their whole season, but it generally costs them three or four weeks. Of course, when they're not out on the field, they're not getting those game reps. 
and that's where you really get good is going against other people in, in game situations. The crowds, you know, are yelling, and you got to be able to develop that focus and and get used to dealing with those situations. And I think that's the biggest concern of our coaching staff is we we are young in some spots, and and uh, we have had some nagging injuries that have really affected our overall ability to get to to have that improvement overall team-wise that you want if you will and uh, i think i think we're getting close to getting most of these people back you know we're probably as far as the people that weren't available early in the year uh we've got most of them back we've had a couple that's developed injuries as i've already talked about and and they're you know i i don't expect to see a couple of them playing tonight but uh uh, I think they'll probably be back within the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, uh, that's that's best guess. I think, but uh, the long and the short is, you got to have your. If you're going to be a well-oiled machine, you got to have all the parts, and so that's been the biggest problem for us thus far. Is we haven't had the, all the parts in any game yet, and probably won't tonight. But fortunately, we've got some kids that are trying to step up, and hopefully, they'll continue to improve and. And of course, that helps you develop some depth, and and it usually pays off. So, I think the, the ability, the talents there, uh, is just getting everybody on the same page and and playing and playing well all at the same time. And that's that's what, of course, that's pretty much says what high school football is. It, I mean, Aaron's describing how Coach Higby develops a team. It just reminiscent of a Mike Lee team. It's what it reminds me of, that getting better and better as uh, each game and, and being a tough out in the playoffs. Dennis, what year is this in broadcasting for you and, and uh, broadcasting the Red Tornadoes? <laughs> uh, you guys always ask me that, <laughs> and I've tried to kind of pin it down. I had a three-year hiatus back in the, the 90s where I didn't do it. But I've been doing this in one form or another since 84. And uh, so – you know, gosh, I tell everybody that anymore I feel like everybody's younger than I am, and that's I, I can't believe I've been doing it that long. But uh, you know, that's thirty plus years. I figure it's probably been I'm I'm at thirty four or thirty five right now. If you subtract those three years uh, uh, that I that I did do it in the nineties, uh, but uh, it's it's been a ride. Uh, I, I still enjoy it or wouldn't do it. Uh, I've been fortunate that I've worked for some good people. I have a great relationship with uh, with Harold and Heston and Todd and the people over at Right Radio. And they've been very good to me and, and have been good to work for. And, and uh, of course, I've worked for them since the latter part of the 90s. And it's been a really good run, very comfortable with them and, and their procedures. And hopefully... You know, as long as I don't, you know, my mind or or, or my mouth, <laughs> whatever the case may be, fails me. Uh, hopefully, I've got a few more years left. But uh, you know, I'm probably closer to the end. I, I'm still good friends with Chuck Edwards. We still communicate on on occasion. I always consider him one of my mentors. And trying to learn the business, I always would would hit him with a lot of questions, you know, seemed like, especially when I took over play-by-play, play, uh, oh, 87, I think, was my first year and doing that. And 
And, uh, uh, you know, Chuck says, you just hope that you realize when it's time to move on. And uh, I've kind of paid attention to that. And, and uh, you know, I always ask Chuck, Chuck, am I, are you still able to follow the games? Because he does listen occasionally. And, I mean, he's still, I'm, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong, I know Chuck's still a Weatherford fan. He did their games forever. and and But I think he, you know, Chuck likes to listen to football. Told me, oh yeah, yeah, I still follow the Eagles and Southwestern, and probably half a dozen other schools that he that he uh, got to do broadcast for over the years. But uh, he, he always tells me, ah, I don't think you're there yet. So, so <laughs> I guess I'll use Chuck as a sounding board. Hopefully, he'll he'll uh, come in and help me if I if I do start losing it. But I still enjoy it. I work with a good crew, and that helps when you work with people you like and. And uh, who have worked together and kind of know, uh, you know, what you expect and how to get things done. Uh, it, it just it's it's a very enjoyable time, and uh, I still enjoy it. And of course, I always say it's it's easy to do a good job when you got a good product. And more years than not, Clinton's had a pretty good product. I've I can't tell you how much I enjoyed. Uh, you know, was, I did all but those three years of the years that Mike Lee was here. And, you know, we had some down years uh, in the last decade, and and I think that's been corrected now. I, I believe Coach Higby, is, he's been a pleasure to work with, and and uh, uh, I believe he's got Clinton in a situation where year in, year out, if kids – Want to participate? Want to listen? Want to learn? I think I think year in year out they'll be pretty decent, as long as he's around. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, uh, Dennis. Thanks so much for joining us. I uh, look forward to seeing you guys tonight, and hopefully we'll get a, another really good game between the Elks and the Red Tornadoes. Guys, it's always a pleasure. I do think it'll be a great game. I encourage fans that no matter which which side of the uh, which colors you're wearing, if if you're any kind of high school fan, I think this is the game in Western Oklahoma that you don't want to miss. So uh, I would encourage the fans to come out and on both sides, and I feel like they will. I, I, I expect that Elk City will have a huge turnout, and I'm pretty sure Clinton will bring a lot of people. So it'll be a great high school atmosphere. I'm looking forward to it. Us too, man. Uh, have a great day, and we'll see you tonight. Okay. Thank you all. Yeah, Bye-bye. You're, you're welcome. That's longtime voice of the Red Tornadoes. It's Mr. Dennis Smith joining us to, to discuss the game tonight between Oak City and Clinton. Uh, it's, uh, it ought to be fun, Jared. Uh, no doubt about it. Let's take our final time out when we come back. We'll get ready to wrap it up. Make Jared pin him down and make a pick on the Baylor OSU game. Oh, that one? Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I wish this is the only time we needed webcam to see that, how big his eyes got. When he's thinking, do I do I disappoint my no, no, place no, I work no. or the place I was born? Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax 
tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Welcome back. Wrapping it up on a Garrison Financial Friday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Scott Garrison down at uh, 124 North Main Street in Elk City. Give him an email, scott at soonerwealth.com. Here's what he can do for you. Full financial planning. He could shop the open market to bring the best value on life insurance and investments, manage your investments, or he can charge you hourly. If you're one of those people that likes to kind of uh, dabble into the different markets and, and pay attention and, and actually uh, do uh, the the things uh, yourself, he can set you up hourly uh, to build a plan that you can then manage uh, your your stuff with. Also, he loves to work with the accountants, your accountant, streamline all the tax ramifications and the and the returns on each of the investments. So that's Garrison Financial, Scott Garrison, down on the corner of Main and Third. It's one twenty four North Main Street, right here in Elk City. Shoot him an email, Scott at soonerwealth.com. All right, Jared. College football weekend. To fly through this, what do you got? Or we can just go as long as we want to. <laughs> we got stuff to do. Or apparently, we can just go as long as we want. <laughs> By the way, A little bonus. Uh, we're going to be out on the road Friday. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Monday. That's right. Big splash. Yeah, the long trek to Big Splash. Right across the street. Right across the street. So you can come out and see just how just how handsome I am, if you'd like. Yeah. Speak for yourself, but yeah. Big Splash will be there on on Monday. I think we're going to be out and about next week. Uh, yeah. Then I'd have to look. I at can't the remember the schedule. I, I think I, I know, but I don't want to say it wrong. I can pull her up. Tuesday but, yeah. is uh, Janice is right, or is it down at Poppy's? I don't want to. Oh, it's one of the two. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? It's one of the two, and then Thursday is the other one. But anyway, we'll be yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be neat. It's gonna be yeah. Fun. Big splash on Monday. Come out, hang out with us uh, for have have some good breakfast. Yes. Watch watch us do the show. Talk to us. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday at Janice's Cafe, yeah, and Thursday we'll be out at Poppy's out there at the intersection. Of, yeah, that's pretty yeah. sure that was right. One fifty two and Highway six. Yep. You know, about the time I thought I was wrong, turns out I was wrong. Hey. I really am right. <laughs> All right, Big Twelve games start. In Austin. That seems like the easiest one to pick. Do you give West Virginia any chance of beating Texas? I think Texas bounced back in Austin against West Virginia. Although West Virginia has the quarterback, it, they just run into some bad luck, I guess. But I think Texas does win. But I don't think they, I think the nine and a half is kind of big. Don't you? And I don't know Ewers status. Is it still up in the air? They want like to get know. him back before before Dallas. They, want, they don't want to get him back. In Big D, um, I think Texas wins. I don't think it's. I don't think they cover though. I think they may handle them pretty easily. Battle of upstarts coming off big wins a week ago. Texas Tech at Kansas State. You know, Monday I initially said I think Texas Tech will win that game because that's what Kansas State does, right? They, they'll lose a Tulane, they'll beat OU, 
and then they'll go and run off three losses in a row. I'm not seeing it this time. It's in Manhattan. I don't see a letdown for them. Got to remember, Texas Tech, I think, is still playing with their backup quarterback. It took them overtime to beat that Texas team, and, and I, I think Kansas State, they don't have a letdown. I think they take care of business against Tech. How about you? I actually kind of like Tech. Do you? I think Joey McGuire, Joey McGuire is building something there. And I, 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 for both teams, to me, Kansas State played way above their head more than Tech to win last week. Okay, yeah. I think it's going to be harder for Kansas State to re- replicate that performance than it is Tech. So I'm going to go with Tech. Okay. Iowa State at Kansas. Welcome back to reality, Kansas. Iowa State played well against Baylor, just lost. I And I think Baylor's telling us that they're still the Big 12 champ and they're still going to win those games um, that a lot – I mean, they were favored. I even picked Iowa State in that one. I'm picking Iowa State in this one. Too much Jalen Daniels. Kansas you like, you again. Like rock Chalk Let's Jay go, Hawk. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. All right. Uh, Sooners down at TCU. Can the Oklahoma defense bounce back? No. Oh no! No, they they're gonna they they've studied the Kansas State film. They're going to replicate it by taking out Downs and Grimes. They're going to exploit the middle, run the set up the pass. It's going to be a long day in in Fort Worth. Do you I happen think, to I know think TCU wins? Have you barely. heard? Have you heard this stat yet this week? Because if you did, if you've heard it, then it's not fair. But do, have, do you happen to know what Oklahoma's record since? Bob Stoops got to oh, it's, OU. It's like perfect, isn't it? Forty-three and one. Yeah. The only time they've lost back-to-back regular season games, mind you, was to start the twenty twenty season when Kansas State beat OU, and then they lost at Iowa State. That's right. The only back-to-back regular season losses since Bob Stoops has been at OU. I'm not going against that. I actually think the Sooners play well. I, I think TCU's I offense is they're they're way better suited to stop it than they are Kansas State. So I'm going to take really, yeah. Oh, I think so because it's not as smash you in the mouth. It's, it's more, more spread you out, and finesse spread. and run around yeah. fast. I think the Sooners are way better at that than they are at stopping Kansas State. And OU beats down TCU. One thing that scares you though, boy, that Quentin Johnson is a monster receiver. Then finally, the big one in the Big Twelve, and to me, one of the biggest games across the country: Oklahoma State going down to Baylor to face the Bears. I think OSU goes in with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of hearing how it's the Bears and then OSU. I think OSU goes in, and they've had the week off to prepare for this. Give me OSU. I think they come in, they play good, and they win. I don't think Baylor has enough offense to keep up with OSU's offense. I still can't decide. Part of me part of me agrees with you. Part of me thinks, okay, Spencer Sanders in the three games or in the four games that he's played against Baylor in his career, he's turned it over twelve times. Three per game. That does not bode well for the Pokes. Again, but chip on the shoulder. He's also yeah. been really good this year uh, so far. I actually think I, I think Sanders' running ability is what is going to be the difference in this game. And I think Oklahoma State close one. I think it's going to be the probably the best game around the country this uh, this week uh, between those two. I'm with you. Uh, plus, I picked OSU to be in the Big 12 title game to start the year, and so, of course, I'm going to go uh, with the Pokes. But I think they get it done uh, with the little chip on the shoulder from last year's loss and Sanders' uh, ability to run the football. I think they'll really take advantage of that because you know where Siaki Ika isn't on the outside. 
So quit trying to run it down his throat because all he's going to do is spit you out onto the sideline for three and outs. Don't go with that dude. Surely they learned that in the Big 12 title game last year. Yeah, Sam, uh, Riley got beat twice. Start the 2020 season, K-State and then Iowa State. It's the only time that OU's lost back-to-back regular season games. Now, obviously – Since Stoops. Since, since the Stoops, Stoops era and beyond. Since yes. Stoops and beyond. One time. Now, you know, they, they lost to end the 2004 season, start the 2005, but, the, you know, that was a bowl game. Right. Obviously, Big 12 and national title game in 03. Those don't count. Those weren't regular season games. Right. Only happened once. 43-1 and one is the record. All right, Jared. All right. We didn't even get to talk about – I figured we can save shame, two – Shame on your Dolphins. I figured we can save two until Monday. Because I'm sure Jim will have something to say yeah. about that. He's kind of our NFL guy anyway. Yeah. All right, Big Elk TV, Elk City, Clinton, Merritt, and Texoma on Paragon TV. Go to Pedro's, the official watch party fly. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.